Welcome to SlayerFest98. I'm your host, Ian Carlos Crawford, and joining me is my co-host, author of Surrender Your Sons. Adam Sass. Hi, Adam. We're here for Falcon and Winter Soldier. After doing the bajillion <laughs> WandaVision episodes, now we are cursed with the military show. <laughs> I know. I know. This is your, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just after after... After a wonderful um, uh, time at college being out, you have to go back to your hometown where you're still closeted. Um, and, yeah. the price. Yeah. <laughs> I, I say that, but I don't want everyone to think I like hate it. I didn't hate it. Um, it's so funny it's because just... like this show, I was I was I was telling my husband, I was just like, okay, it's, it could still be gay because like listen, Sebastian Chan just like put Sebastian Stan in a scene with some other guy. And uh, and he will have sexual tension with him, and then they yes. fucking put him alone with like almost no one else. And I was like, "You yes. did this on purpose." <laughs> they put him with like, a woman. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "I know." Right. <laughs> this is female erasure. <laughs> I know. I was very happy for her. He goes yeah. on a, He literally goes on a date. <laughs> they were well, literally right, but he's like, in yeah. chemistry with any of those people. <laughs> they gave him like straight haircut put him on a date with a little like yeah i it was this was unwelcome <laughs> <laughs> anyway before we get more into it do you want to introduce our guest <laughs> yes yes i would love to <laughs> hi today we are all we are joined by three lovely guests uh first up is author fellow author hi it's me brandon t snyder hi brandon um we have also got the beloved voiceover actor Justin Fraction. Hi, Justin. Hi, Adam. Um, And then last but not least, we have senior culture writer at Vox. Alex Sabad Santos. Hi. Hi. Hi, everyone. Um, So obviously we have a lot to say, so we're going to just jump right in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I want to get everyone's like... Yeah. I want to get everyone's like first thoughts at the top of before we get into the discussion. Um, Alex, like what did you think after you watched it the first time? Um, I thought it was fine. It was just aggressively fine. It was, yes. it was, it, it was like very like agents of shield with like two bigger stars in it. And I'm just like, cool. I can, I'm fine with Sebastian Stan going to therapy. Give me six episodes of Sebastian Stan and therapy. The Sebastian <laughs> Chan, like Sebastian Stan therapy scenes did breathe the life into it that yeah. I needed. Um, because I love that actress, but um, I think she's yeah, Amy Aquino. Yeah, yeah, she's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin, what were your thoughts after watching the first episode? I love military shows. I cried during NCIS. I, <laughs> I watched Jack Ryan. I love this show so far. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brandon, what did you think? I enjoyed it. I um, yep. you know, like I, I'm open. I, that's how I feel about all of these shows. Like I'm open to rolling story out in this way i'm open like this is the first time that like you know we you realize i realized from this very first episode that we have not we've spent barely any time with these people you know like in the films like we just get bits and pieces so like i'm i'm fine with just like letting everything breathe and having you know bucky go to therapy and sam chat with his sister about stuff like i'm i'm like yes like let's just like take it like real slow we don't need to get back into 
some crazy cosmic drama, just like, let's have a chat. Like, so yeah. I'm, I'm into it. And I'm sure that obviously things will heat up. Yeah. We did get some action beats, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm in. All right. All right. So I mean, I'm 50, 50. Like, I feel like it's, um, I feel like I definitely, this is not the, 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 the vibe of a show I normally would pick up. Um, but I do think that, yeah, they're do. this is something that I do think they would, that would have benefited. See, now I'm going to be that WandaVision writer from, from a month ago and say, this is the show that maybe should have been dropped all at once or do a few episodes at once or something like that, because it ended up feeling more slight, but it was bringing up some really, really, really interesting stuff um, that we really have. I mean, we spent so much time with, with Bucky and, had not really considered a lot of this stuff um, about how he is reintegrated back into society um, and a whole bunch of stuff about like what it means to have had, you know, people blip away for five years and then come back. Um, It really is, I think, touching on a lot of stuff that's like very important in the world right now, specifically like kind of making space for people, but it's, it's um, and kind of the ways in which like, um, I don't know. It, it, it's, I, I was surprised the most that to learn that these heroes are working in a gig economy, and that was very depressing. You know what I was going to say um, that I that I thought of was I was watching it. it. The last time that I watched a show like this was Alias, that had these like actiony elements, this sort of like world traveling mystery sort of thing, and like I was really into Alias when it came out, and then I never like, I never replaced it with anything else, which is like sometimes like after shows will end, I'll look for something that's similar. And and so I feel like this is scratching like that itch a bit. Fair. That's fair. I, you know, I, I'm like ragging on it, but I didn't like hate it. I thought it was good. Um, I just, I, I mirror what Adam says about this isn't the type of show I would have normally watched because Alex, you mentioned it is a little bit agents of shieldy, but agents of shieldy, a- but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had a little bit more, um, like, quips going on. Um, and this felt very dry, which made it more realistic, I think. But it was just, like, I needed a little, like... Like, I, I really yeah. liked when we saw the therapist and Falcon's sister. Like, I thought those two characters mm-hmm. brought in a little, like... Brought in a little fresh air to the two of them. Um, these are two characters, and this was something I was worried about. These are two characters that have been very dry um, ahead of this. And this was something where maybe before WandaVision, Wanda and Vision were two of the drier characters. And I think they went a little, I went, I think they went a little left. Um, they kind of zigged where people thought they were going to zag. And this feels like, oh, no, no, we're just continuing to unbox these characters in a way that maybe is more expected um with them because yeah it is a little um i i was missing a wise ass in this yeah um and i i tweeted this uh before i watched the episode and i i said this to justin and this isn't even like this is like a backhanded compliment but i don't even mean it as a dig it's just wandavision was so intense with like oh you gotta wake up you gotta watch it otherwise it's gonna be spoiled for you and there's gonna be you know a big reveal every episode and you don't want to spoil that I actually do appreciate going into this that I waited until Saturday night to watch it and it was fine. Nothing was spoiled for me. There wasn't really much to be spoiled. Uh, even that reveal at the end, we that was like a promo <clears throat> photo for the series. So it wasn't like a surprise at this other dude. Although I did, I, I did get emotional for Sam. Um, but like, you know, even that reveal wasn't 
I felt like the biggest surprise for me was seeing Rhodey. Like I was like, oh, mm-hmm. weird that that didn't get spoiled yeah. for me. Um, Wyatt Russell in that outfit is like, this is like the biggest case of like, please untag me from that photo. Like, ever. <laughs> like, Wyatt Russell is a good looking man. Yeah, and he's they, attractive. He, they made him look like the Six Flags man, minus the glasses <laughs> in that. Like he, like he looks old in that. Yes, it's not flattering at all, uh, which is rude. Um, yeah, because I didn't, I, I didn't realize what actor it was, and then I saw a picture of him, and I was like, oh, that man is like actually a good-looking guy. Why did they do that to him? <laughs> they really set him up, and uh, I don't know. He's Kurt Russell's kid, right? Yes, Kurt, Kurt Angle's <laughs> kid. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they did him very dirty. <laughs> they did. Here's a question. Did any of you watch The Punisher? I watched season one. Because this is sort of bringing me back to that, this whole show where, you know, we're, we're, we're going to get some action, but then we also have to deal with the psychological effects that are happening inside of Bucky's head. And yeah. I'm, that, I like that stuff. So uh, You know what? I, Justin, I think you and I did talk about this before because I think you were like the only other gay man that I talked to about Punisher because we both really liked it. Um, and I remember thinking... I'm not going to like this show. And I had put off watching it. And I think like you had told me, no, I think you'll like it. And then I loved, like I Punisher was weirdly one of my favorite Netflix Marvel shows. Um, and that first season is one of the best first seasons of a Marvel show. Um, and I, so I, so again, I think there is a big chance. I I think once the Bucky and Falcon meet in the series, I will yeah. be more into it. Um, because like, like, yeah, they'll lighten you know, up. Yeah, and like Punisher, I don't even remember the dude's name that was like his like intelligence guy. Um, that like both of them were in the army, and like I thought their scenes oh, yeah. together, I was like, one, are they gonna kiss? And two, I really enjoyed their chemistry. Um, and I think I'll feel that way about Bucky and Falcon too when they meet up. Um, and, I think you know, the thing you need to keep in mind though is that like because of the pandemic, everything was shifted. And yeah. this was supposed to go first, I believe. And then yeah. WandaVision was supposed to come after, and it was going to go straight into Doctor Strange. And so I think True. that, like, I think, want want the Panasonic Bucky <laughs> <laughs> and Sam. <laughs> it did not work out in their favor, just with production and everything. And I think, like, WandaVision was meant to be this kind of, like, gigantic thing that steps onto the Doctor Strange sequel, right. which doesn't come out till next year but uh i, I, I like think this was good... supposed to be more low-key i mean yeah. i feel like this is i feel like it would have been maybe a mistake to start with something so sedate um yeah because i think there's a lot of interesting stuff here but i remember talking to a lot of folks before wandavision came out who had been watching the mcu and in that like post endgame interval a lot of them had just kind of gotten burned out on the house style um, which this is, um, and it's done well, but it is the house style. So I feel like, uh, I think they, we really needed to kind of come back from the break with something to be like, we're going to, we have, there is something else going on now. And I feel like that has made me a little bit more positive for this because it's really set me up in a way to experience the show's strengths so far, which is we're going to really investigate, um, kind of all the ways in which uh, Tony Stark messed up um, in which the ways like that, the, the whole like industrial complex that they are all part of, like is currently messing them up. I mean, the very idea that like you're seeing Sam do 
everything that he does in that opening shot. And then like, had they paid him for that? Like that sort of like, are they, does he have any contractor type? Like what exactly is he being like protected with? Um, uh, is cool, is cool. It's just, it's doing it in a much more, much more sedate way. Yeah. Although I will, the, to the show's credit, all the emotional beats landed for me. Like Sam just looking at that fucking shield was like making me emotional. Cause like, you know, you know how much Cap meant to all of them, but especially Bucky and Falcon, you know, they were kind of his like BFF slash partners in battle. Um, slash and- wingmen. Har har. <laughs> <laughs> slash boyfriends. Um, you know, and like, Sam was the first voice you heard when all the heroes came back. And I think of that, that beat as like such an emotional thing, right? Of like Sam just being like, just hearing Sam's voice was like a moment of hope, right? In Endgame. Um, so I always relate Sam back to that, or Falcon. And I don't know, I, I did think the emotional beats here were good. Um, but so what is it? We cut after that, we cut immediately to Sam's like battle scene, right? We don't get the museum till later. So here's where I have a thing to say. I know that a lot of people on Twitter were saying that Marvel is very much like military propaganda. I don't know that it always is. I understand why people think some of it is. But I this is like my big reason why I wish they had validated Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and been like, yes, S.H.I.E.L.D. is active again. Because the moment they're just working for the military... <sighs> I think a lot about how Jessica Jones and Luke Cage in their like second seasons and moving forward, they had way too many police officers and they were just straight up cops. There was no like, Ooh, superheroes or whatever. It was just like, they're a bunch of cops and we're seeing it from their perspective. And I can remember watching an episode of, I can't remember if it was Jessica Jones or Luke Cage. And I was a little uh, stoned. And I remember thinking, why am I watching law and order? Why did I turn this on? And pausing it and being like, oh no, it's an episode of... Because it's like we had spent so much time with whatever police officer characters that I didn't care about and not our main characters that I... For me, that's why I need like a, a superhero, even if we're doing it for the government, like make it like a superhero branch, not just, oh, this superhero is like literally just working with these military folks. Right. Um, especially since I feel like not only living in society are we suspicious of these people but um in the in the mcu we had a whole movie the winter soldier um of which this shares a name um where (laughs) every single military person was full ass not to be trusted um and was up to something else and anybody like all these people give me like crossbones vibes um so that's another thing that i'm just like oh god is this can I trust these people? Yeah, it's a, it's a little like, oh, I'm not sure if I like, you know, who are they working for, really? But the military guy is really, really hot. And <laughs> he wants yes. to do good stuff. Counterpoint, yeah. <laughs> is the military guy, I I get like facial, I like can't recognize people once they're in like, was the guy that was like saying funny things from the uh, Jeep, was that the same guy Torres that we see later? Yeah, yeah. Torres. 
oh, see, I didn't even realize that was, I was like, oh, we don't see that guy again. And then when you just said that, Alex, I made the connection. I was like, oh, that was that guy. Because <laughs> he is really hot. Yeah, I've already crafted a Marvel Legends action figure of him, and I will be selling it on my Etsy store. Oh, you're ahead of me, Brandon? <laughs> Stepping on my rare, toes? Which is rare, considering and your, he's, yeah, he's gonna be in the uh, He's going to be in the uh, Top Gun reboot. Oh, oh really? Okay. Is that real? Yeah. I mean, like, information. Is that information? <laughs> 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 no, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> I just, uh, I, I'm, Randomly I'm just jittery, decided. I guess. Um, no, no, he was like super attractive, which is why I am very glad that he survived without a scratch being body backslammed onto pavement. And I, then I thought he was dead. He was like FaceTiming like, yeah, I don't He's know, like, man. Oh I'm like, you just got complete, your spine was crushed. What are you on? He got like fucking Mortal Kombat finished. Yes. And like his spinal cord ripped out. And like in the next scene, he's like got the got the like uh, ambulance blanket over his shoulders and he's like, I don't know what's going on. All right, let's I don't know, there's something. They got mass pumped. Like But you know that what? That is really true. Good. Cause he's yes. gonna need that he's gonna need that uh ability to bounce back. <laughs> so also <laughs> I just kept thinking of um, both of these action scenes have a lot of murder in them, um, which is fine. But I just kept thinking, hmm, where's the Wanda's the villain crowd now with these two guys <laughs> yeah. murdering people? <laughs> Please be like toxic stand culture and be like, be a, a, a Swifty who's just like, mm, if a woman killed this much. <laughs> it's, it's funny you should say that because I find myself clocking like every little bit of like possible death sometimes like when he was like tossing people around when when sam was tossing people in and out of helicopters and planes i was like who shoots opening who shoot yeah, do i see a shoot yeah. opening and i don't know why i maybe it's like there are parts of my writer brain that sometimes takes over and it's like a it's like ocd writer it's like a, a lot of it's like a ball of things that come together to make me really obsessed with details that nobody else cares about i don't think and but but for some reason with the death i'm always like okay like yes that person exploded okay so that's one thing but these other people they're just falling okay so they could die is sam aware does he trust them that they will do something with a shoot? I don't know. Well, because this whole MCU is very fond of like being like every life has a weight every time you take a life. Like there, there's there's a lot of like kind of finger wagging about that, but then like they kind of try to have it both. I don't know. I just I just like their little flying squirrel outfit. No, but I, I get your point. Like they also have been doing it in the movie. It's like they're like oh, like they make it a point to be like I guess when Hulk goes crazy what i think it's that's ultron right when he goes mm-hmm. when he goes crazy and they're like don't People worry die. it's yeah. they're like don't worry that building is abandoned yeah <laughs> yes they also do this thing that i've also noticed where where if people that do die they will be somebody somebody who has exacted some level of cruelty that is like slightly different than regular just villainy it's not just like we're going to kill the guy that is, um, you know, with the villains, it's like somebody who has committed a specific act or done something that is, I mean, you know, worthy of death. I don't know. I mean, you tell me. It's like a reverse save the cat. 
Right. It's like it's like uh, in Save the Cat, like it's just like oh yeah, you know you're, you'll you like humanize this person by having them do something kind of like nice right. for somebody else or whatever like that. Right. But in this, it'll it'll be like this is oh, like no, they no, deserve no. it. Oh, no, Look, no, they did this terrible thing to a child. Right. Right. Well, it's kind of like when like Jurassic World, they like they were supposed to get us all on board with that young woman getting like absolutely like right. murdered to death oh by being God. like oh, but she was like really possessive over her fiance. <laughs> <laughs> She, she she was really mean to him. She she wouldn't let him have a bachelor party. So like she'll get she can get torn in half by pterodactyls. Yeah, so she's the only person to get like you know. <laughs> My God, I need to rewatch that. I have like no recollection of this. Oh, woman. it's it's, it's um, her assistant. Oh. It's like Claire's assistant, and oh. she's like watching the kids, and she's like, anyway, uh, you know, gotta go, gotta gotta harangue my fiance some more, and then like the yeah. next time you see her, she's getting like. Drop it's like the it. pterodactyl picks her up while yeah. she's like brushing the kids out and then like throws her in the water and then picks her up again and then like they're fighting over her and then the bigger monster eats her and the pterodactyl it's like really it's and it's like a, a 10 minute scene it's, yeah, it's like, like a comedy bit it's like the <laughs> lawyer in the first one who got eaten in half had it better than this woman yes, like, yes. <laughs> no it's like a total and she was bit, with like, the kids hysterical <laughs> Right, and it, and it was just like, what is this? Like, it was, it was. Yeah. It, we, we spent so much time, like, Pete, like that was three minutes of CGI. Like, that was so much money to have, yeah. like, this woman get completely like <laughs> dragged her. Like, it was, yeah, it was, it was a murder. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we 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 get Sam's action scene. I do think the the action scenes, while I did clock of all of the murders, I do think they're good. They're like well done action scenes. Um. I do like seeing Sam get his own because, you know, he really Falcon hadn't gotten a lot of his own stuff. It was like him with people. Um, and I kind of liked seeing him be confident. Nobody's doing, you know, he's not really that. There's never a moment even where he's like faltering. He's kind of like, all right, I got to do this. All right, the backup. All right, got to go to the helicopter. Um, we are introduced to Batrock the Leaper again, who I don't think is actually named that in the MCU, but that's his comic counterpart. He is looking good um and he is the only one that survives right he like jumps out of the helicopter as it's blowing up um i liked i liked when sam enters their helicopter and is like hey what's up and then beats them all up i thought that was like i can appreciate a like confident fight scene when like our main character is just like yeah this is easy for me i do like that i don't know what did you all think of this action scene Aside from the murderers, I know why they started with this scene, but as I was telling you before the show, I, I don't really care that much about Falcon, or at least I didn't before I started watching this. So I'm like, oh, okay, random action scene with dude from Avengers. I, I feel like I would have felt more if I had gotten the scenes with him and his family first, and then this to see what he's been doing the entire time. That's the thing. Like after, if like if he had had to do this shit after he had been denied a loan based on no right. income during the five years yeah. where he was non-existent like that would have been a way more like oh god is he really doing <laughs> does he have to do this job yeah yeah i, I think that's a good point yeah i would have liked that to be like afterwards it's like oh god well i got denied alone gotta go save you know whatever bullshit army stuff when i thought of like i feel like this knowing that this was coming first after um like as the you know whatever after the sort of aftermath of Endgame and whatever. I mean, not counting Spider-Man. Um, I 
like that action sequence at the top makes total sense to me because it's like, here, my children, here's a little taste of what you remember. And now we're going to try different <laughs> things. Um, but I also, I want to say like Red Wing. Did Red Wing squeak before, which uh, Red Wing being <laughs> Falcon's little drone, or are we getting like a little squeaky little partner for Sam during this? Because he was wait, squeaky. Wait, I- do the squeak. Do the squeak for us. I, I, um, please squeak. <laughs> not be doing the squeak today. But it, yeah, was I, like, it was like a little R2. It was giving me a little R2. It was giving me a little R2-D2. And I was like, are we going to get Red Wing as like a little character? I love that Talk he talks to it. To it. it yeah. Is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I love that too. Like I, eight. I, yeah. I think you're right, Brandon, that I don't think it made any noises before, which, like, I'm all for making the robot drone cute. Sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, like, is Hasbro, like, cranking out a little Red Wing for kids this, for this Christmas? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Just something, like, because the kids had to sit through every single scene of uh, uh, trauma and uh, date night and uh, therapy session and, and the load application. <laughs> Give them the little squeaky, uh, little floating. I, I mean, yeah. if you want to get me on board with military propaganda, make a cute drone that squeaks like a bird, and I will be like, yeah. yes, give me this murder drone. I love yes. this murder drone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. Um, so, afterwards we get Sam and Torres, which I'm now realizing was not a new character we were just being introduced to sitting at like getting lunch or coffee or whatever. Um, Torres is very cute. Um, He asks that he says that there's a conspiracy that Steve is on the moon, which I just assumed. I don't know why, but I was, and I mean, I guess in Endgame he didn't really die. Right. It was just him old. Um, He's somewhere. So like, that's, that's where where he could be on the moon. Yeah. I, I so I'm wondering if we will get some kind of cameo or if like or if we'll get a funeral, you know? Cause I totally thought like I saw a tweet <laughs> saying this and I totally thought it was true that we were gonna get like the top of the show would be Captain America's funeral. Um but I don't know that like he would be dead if we didn't get a funeral unless we get like a flashback to like a secret funeral right. that happened. Right, we're gonna find out that he was in a retirement home in Westview, and he had to like fucking relive the fifties. Yeah, <laughs> God, <laughs> just an end credits of this one. Yeah. So Torres tells uh, Sam about the Flag Smashers, which is a comic accurate name. Um, and basically, I didn't quite. I was like, all right, there's technology, and he can see something. I didn't quite get like what yeah, he saw the handprint. Right. Is that like, cause I was like, does this mean there's like the person that was in that, that he was aiming his, his phone at was that person, a flag smasher. Was there a flag smasher in the area? Was this right. like a dating thing? Was this like a grinder? Like he's 10 feet away from you. Like I didn't, I, I was unclear as to what that was as well. I thought yeah. it was like an AR thing where if he aims it in certain places, he sees this sign that says, okay, there's going to be a meeting tonight at this place. Ooh, I think like Reddit, Reddit, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Um, yeah, so he tells them about that. I like that they do make fun of the name. 
Sam says he's got to go to do moon stuff, which is a reference to, you know, him saying he's Captain America on the moon. And I, I, I don't know. I liked this scene, but I'm curious what you all thought. I was definitely surprised to see Rhodey. Um, yeah, I don't know. I get, I, I get emotional with the Captain America stuff just because I love Chris Evans so much and I love Steve Rogers. Um, I don't know. Yeah. What did you all think? I like the fact that we got to, to see two black men on the screen together, talking together. I know we got that in the Black Panther, but with the Marvel movies and TV shows, like I was kind of, I'm happy that there's more than a couple of black people on it. So to have mm-hmm. these two characters have this time together, which I don't think they really had so far, that was great. It was in like larger groups, but yeah, this was. Yeah. It's just I mean, those two. They both kind of like lost their other best friend. So I feel like this was like a really nice kind of beat at least i mean i do hope it continues i hope it was not just a one and done with john Cheadle, but um i felt like it was like yeah that and then it was just really cool to see like you know these two kind of grieving guys uh grieving in a different way than wanda was um uh because i mean that's the thing this whole scene felt like um if we had started like this whole episode honestly felt like if we had started um, WandaVision with episode eight, just the part where she walks into sword. Like it, it felt like, um, I think WandaVision telling that story sort of a little inside out, um, kind of brought us in this way, but I feel like it is kind of telling a very similar story of like, here's this person who has kind of been forcibly disconnected from the usual, um, really lost in this, in this world and trying to kind of get their way back. I thought it was nice. Um, I, I do want to say that I, I, I'm interested to see how Marvel, I know we, I, I know like lately, like uh, the whole topic of like diversity and the MCU and like all that stuff and representation and how, how much it matters. I am interested to see how they kind of tackle race as part of it. And it kind of feels like mm-hmm. this was kind of like yeah. laying down a foundation of it, of being like what it's like to be, a superhero that's not like a hot white dude that looks like all the other hot white dudes like that looks like all of the other Chris's um and it kind of like a lot of the times has been left in the margin so I think that there's stuff there and it's also a little bit of world building like does race work the same there way in the MCU as it does in real world um times and is it as ugly and is kind of like sometimes as invisible and is sometimes as complicated as it is, or is it going to be more straightforward? And I, I, I do think that there's an opportunity there. And I think, I hope that they do a really good job with it because otherwise, yikes. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like it could go so wrong and I just want it to go right because I, but then again, I, I don't even know how I would, if I were writing a show like that, like how I would even attempt to like do that in the right way and make sure it's like the right way. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's a complicated thing, and I'm interested to see how how they kind of flesh that out. I feel like they're touching base on it without saying it explicitly. Like they're trying to walk a line. And then this scene, and then the scene we get later with the loaned, it's like they're, they're about to say it, like you don't want to give this to us because we're black. But they don't go there. They just stop short of going there. And like I feel that with this scene where he's saying, you know, I don't feel like it's my shield. And I feel like Rhodey wants him just to do it, but he's not in a place where he thinks people will accept him in this role. So, yeah, but they don't say it explicitly. They just sort of imply it. You know, that's actually, that is what I assumed when he kept saying that I was like, 
oh, did he just like he didn't take it because he was afraid of like not afraid, but like knew how racist people would be about it. And if that will come up, because I felt like it was there, but I didn't they didn't say it. So I was like, maybe I'm just assuming that's why. But that is why I kept thinking that's why he doesn't want the mantle, because like I I felt like that was the reason why they brought, you know, Rhodey and War Machine to have this conversation with him. Of course, he has a relationship with Captain America, but there's just something about having these two characters be alone and go through this together that I think, I think he was chosen for that reason. Also, we get a timeline here uh, where this takes place a few months after the blip. Right. Right. As opposed right, where, to a few weeks in WandaVision. So this is like after WandaVision. Yes. Happened. This is after yeah. WandaVision and probably at the same time as far from home. Oh yeah. Probably. Was, right. I think a few months. Yeah. See, and I, I will, this show and WandaVision have already, I think, I didn't like Far From Home. That was like, so... I, I didn't like me, it either. Oh, I liked it. It was, it was such a, like, it was too cutesy about the blip. And I know that it probably was, like, Marvel didn't quite know where that world would be right now. So they kind of, it felt like, just uh, put them in a different country on a school trip. Um, and it felt so far removed from everything. Um, but I think these both shows have handled the post-blip world better than Spider-Man Far From Home did. Yeah, it was definitely like, I, I really, really liked Far From Home, but I feel like I feel like what the way they handled the blip, I, I thought that was important just from a um, explaining it point of view. Like, I feel like the little like school, the little two kids in the, yeah. in the, in the video kind of being like, Oh yeah, so everybody who was a freshman is now graduated and like here's the people who were staying and this is why you're gonna see some people stay the same. These are this is gonna people are gonna age up. And I thought I feel like it took it from like a it was able to explain the sort of mechanics of how it was all working without really getting into like a sort of global melancholy about it. It was really just specific to to Peter Parker's. So I will say I got emotional when we see Sam get him once Rhodey leaves and Sam's by himself and like he's getting emotional looking at uh, Captain America's costume and shield in that like exhibit. I all the emotional beats landed for me. Um, and I definitely was like, fuck, just wear the costume, like smash that case, take that fucking shield because it's yours. He gave it to you. And, you know, fuck these people. But I understood his hesitance or like why he was hesitant. Um then we. I hope this is like setting us up for a moment, like halfway through the season, where he does go fuck it and and and, and takes it on. And I, I hope so. Of, yeah, I, like I, as soon as they put that shield in that glass case, I was like, they're going to do him so dirty, and it's coming, and it's going to like be really. And then when you get to the end, you're like, ooh, like I, yeah. if they don't deliver on the promise of of uh, Sam reclaiming that shield then uh we're gonna have words yeah well because i mean i mean i because like there's we're, we're already missing scenes of you know that we've seen in teasers of like him throwing that disc everywhere into trees so he's not done with it so i you know i think right now it seems like they're setting us up to be there's this new fraud who looks like mr six um in the uh in the outfit and he might be corrupt and then it's going to be up to sam to to reclaim that yeah. At the start of the scene, they implied that they asked Sam for the shield. He did the right thing by giving it to them. 
So for them to go and then choose someone else, mm-hmm. oh gosh, that's got to be brutal. Oh, I missed yeah. that really. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, you're right, Justin. They did say that, yeah. So right after that scene, we get a Bushy, Bucky flashback. Um, and I didn't quite get... The murder here makes more sense, right? Because it's showing how terrible it was and like his, we're dealing with his guilt of the violence that he did. Um, and, you know, the, his kills here are brutal. He's like stabbing people in the throat. He's, you know, breaking their necks. And he then point blank just shoots a that bite. man like right in the head. Like a bystander. Like, like a, yeah. Well, right? I got the impression that man was like a scientist or something. That was like the person of interest Bucky was going for is what oh, I thought. Okay. What did you all, did you all think that too? I thought no? he fully was just like a witness and they were getting yeah. Yeah. Me too. I thought he was, I, I just, think he was uh, just a witness. A bystander. Because he didn't look like, because the way he was like begging for like, he just really was like, I didn't see anything, that sort of thing. He wasn't saying like, oh, I knew, he, there was no sense that he knew someone like this was coming for him. Mm, that's true. That's true. Um, also, he right. was very irresponsible. He had a conference the next day and he just wanted to go to sleep and we've all been there. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's a, like with the people that like on that list. I even the woman um, that he makes amends with, who is like a corrupt what politician? Yeah, Marjorie like, Taylor like Greene. Yeah, Marjorie Taylor Greene. I was gonna say <laughs> what? <laughs> she was Marjorie Taylor Greene. Right. Yeah. Like Marjorie I feel like Taylor Greene told told the government to take Sam Shield away. Is that what, that's what happened? <laughs> right. She was like, shut it and give it to this goon face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they're crafting that list, maybe just in this first episode, but like, so that there is, again, there's like little like bits and pieces where you're like, well, he's not, he doesn't have to go to like a, you know, a poor little old lady in a corner and be like, you're so, like the people that he's dealing with are either innocent or they are already, they're guilty. Right. So that woman was like, to some extent guilty. She wasn't just, you know, I don't know. There's something about that. I, that I find interesting about the way that they're, they're going about that list and that there are blurred lines. Here is an innocent person who is connected to this person that Bucky is close with. And then here is this other person who you're like, well, she's dirty. So, you know, but he's still going to make his amends. Like it's still part of the process, no matter if the person is innocent or guilty. Like that, I feel like that Senator person was like, it's making amends to society because she was installed in this, in this legit way that ended, that was like, had shady underpinnings. But so Bucky wakes up from this dream on the floor of his apartment. Um, he has no bed. Was... I love that he has no bed. Because <laughs> Alex, I love that you, because Alex tweeted about this. and was like, uh, you know, men think it's okay to sleep like this. And I really was about to clock you, Alex, but then you clocked yourself with the next reply of like, but I would kill to sleep on a floor with Bucky Barnes. Yeah, I don't <laughs> care about lumbar support. I would no, just... <laughs> there was something... Isn't this, isn't this like a familiar sort of like military yep. thing where like they oh. were, they were like Is oh it? I was I was yeah yeah he, he's so used to sleeping in random places on the floor that he only feels comfortable sleeping there now yeah I can't imagine this like little angry man being like mm, I'm just gonna get my soft pillow like I, I thought it was <laughs> yeah. the meme when you see someone's like that meme of that dude who has like a oh, mattress yeah. and his room is trash and they're just like if you walk in here you know the D is gonna be bomb this, <laughs> yeah like, that's absolutely confirmed. Bucky is the top yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> which what does that imply for Steve? I mean, this is again, this is world building here. I will here tell here. you what it implies for Steve because my headcanon is Steve is the perfect verse. He's like a hundred percent actually verse. He's willing to do whatever Bucky wants that day or whatever Tony wants that day. <laughs> you know, or whatever it. Thor wants that Tony. day. <laughs> Um, Steve is a guy who like high fives you and then like in the middle of the high five he will interlock his fingers with yours I'm so sad he's gone (laughs) Uh, is Steve Steve, like the light back rubber like the hey guy like (laughs) right there on the clavicles and you're like, you turn around and you're like, who the fuck? Oh, hi. Hey. Hi. Oh, no. Is Steve that guy who maybe starts to accidentally, like, he's not the guy you'd think would be a normal sexual harasser, but like, ooh, no, he is. And we have to kind of reckon with that later on because he's such a nice no, guy. No, no, no. Steve, I'll tell you again. <laughs> Steve he's just is a perfect. sweet, soft boy is what yes. I was trying to say. I wasn't trying to say that he's creepy. He's just, it's just very soft and no, it does seem like Steve no would be the perfect shit. person to later on we all go, well, we need to do have a reckoning with this. And there's a whole <laughs> camp of people who are like, no, he's Captain America. That's what I would talk about. I am people who's yelling, no, he's Captain America. We're not talking about this. Um, but so I really did love the scene of uh, Bucky with his therapist. Um, I was like, shit, I would watch episodes of like this therapist having different superheroes in on her couch Mm. every episode and like we get that what the superhero is talking about in flashbacks and whatever but like that would be cool i would be very into that um i thought this wait you one of you said you know who this actress she's been in other stuff oh amy uh, aquino she's she's mostly plays a judge on stuff she's been around forever (laughs) she's great (laughs) she does not take crap (laughs) <laughs> yeah, she is very good in this. Um, and I appreciate that she calls him on his lying immediately. She's like, well, I've been seeing you long enough that I know you're lying. And then it's like, give me your phone. And it's a flip phone. Um, and then it's like, you're all alone. And you're 100 years old. I was like, oh, don't clock me like this. I hate it. And I love um, that she was, she, was, she was like, Sam has texted you a million times. You have not responded. I was like, oh, yeah. poor Sam. I was like, I was like, no wonder Sam has got this long face on the whole show. Well, that is absolute <laughs> top behavior. If you ask me. <laughs> Sam was like, hey, how it. are you doing? Have, hope you had a nice night. I miss you. Think about all the times we spent when we were defending Wakanda and everything together. And then, I really miss our close friend. Yeah. And Bucky's like, night. <laughs> Bucky's like, good night. The letter O, K, lowercase. Yeah. Bucky, Bucky sends K with a thumbs up emoji. No. No. <laughs> um, I do think, you know what I find very fascinating is because we were so used to um, Captain America being like, oh, we have all these references. And it's just like this, basically this whole idea of tension with Captain America is that he's just an old guy in this very like foreign place that's just like trying to learn everything. And you have the same kind of thing happening with Bucky with his flip phone and like, but he's actually going to therapy and stuff. And I don't know. I, I want to see that play out more of being like, how does this, he's also very much in the same boat as Steve Rogers, who was like, yeah, I'm like a hundred years old. Please catch me up with all these references that I need to catch up on. Yeah. I feel and like th- that's the, I feel like if we were going to do this, like um, if, if Steve and Bucky were like um, in the same retirement home, 
like Steve would be the one being like, no, we got to join in and we got to kind of learn what's new and we got to see this new thing. And, and like, and Bucky would just be like, I just, I don't want to learn this new stuff. I'm a little grumpy about it. I'm not really curious about what's happening new. I kind of feel bad about it. And now he's starting to like get into that space. Hmm. So what happens after that? I forget. Oh, yeah, that, oh, that, that, that last line in there where, where she asks him what he wants and he goes, peace. And she goes, no, you don't. I used to be a soldier. That's not what you want. I'm like, oh, I thought that was really oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like that. She, yeah. Like the fact that she like can commiserate with him as a fellow soldier and is not going to put up with his bullshit is a nice shade. So yeah, the, what do we think he wants? I don't, I don't know. What do we think this enigmatic top wants? A vacation. <laughs> <What> do, <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> um, uh, I I don't know. I would. I a two bedroom. I, I think okay. we're about to find out in the next scene, sort of, because I, I know that she mentions that he needs other people, but he can't mm. connect with other people. And then he's got Mister Nakajima. The next scene, trying to get him to connect with people. So I will yeah. say, with this old man, I totally <laughs> thought I was like, oh, is this guy one of the Howling Commandos? And like you know, however many oh years gosh. later, but then it... Ian, you have Easter egg brain. <laughs> I know that's well, what I thought like, Mephisto. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not even that. He's actually Mephisto. <laughs> I know. Like I realize realistically the man would have to be like a hundred and like 40 to actually be one of the Howling Commandos. Um, but my brain just went there. I was like, Oh, this is a character we know. Like I thought, <laughs> um, I did want to point out in that scene, um, the old man's like, neighbor or whatever uh unique i was like this is a gay man hitting on bucky because then later i was like is this a gay man hitting on sam um and i can't remember what the sam point was but there's a dude that like is very happy about it oh the oh the 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 loan officer yeah who's like can we get a selfie with your arms out i was like is this me like what (laughs) (laughs) um so i hope that there is a lot of that because they are two very attractive men who would definitely be hit on sort of sassy neighbor gay neighbors named unique which I, when he was like my name's unique i was like wait what and then it just like it was like a, such a throwaway sort of moment that i wanted to be like wait wait wait, come back here unique come back here i, I, I want to know where you're going with this yeah he was being <laughs> a little precious about no 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 here's how you here's here's my name and here's the little yeah. thing about it um and then i i actually did like bucky with this man um I I thought it was very cute seeing this like older man and this like younger guy, but this younger guy is actually older than him. Kind of just like being friends. I well, found that very charming. Well, right, yes. Yeah. Uh, up front, it felt very charming because it was like, oh, they're just like friends. Um, that's why I was thinking like, oh, is he a Helen Commando? Because Bucky doesn't have friends. He's not even talking to Sam. Um, and I thought this was like a guy from his past that he was like, oh, we've known each other for you know a hundred years, so we're cool. Um. But so then we cut to Sam meeting up with his sister and I really liked his sister. I felt she was immediately a very dynamic character. That actress was really good. Oh yeah. Um, Adapero Oduye is an amazing actor and she appears in like things that show that pops up from things that pop up from time to time. But years ago I met her when I worked at an acting studio in New York and like there are actors that I met when I worked there that I will see in things and I'm like, ah, and last night when I saw, like, I was like, ah, and like 
that scene, I have to say that scene really, I really loved it because it was so low key. And there's something about like, there's something about when actors are given a ta- like a, a acting while completing a simple task that mm. gives a weight and a power to the scene. And the fact that she was there doing her thing and working while having this other conversation with Sam, like I, there was a power in that that I really liked and I and I and I felt on a deeper level. And so with the way that she, the way that she as an actor and as a character navigated um, Sam's energy in that. Like that, I think made it my favorite scene. Actually, there's a lot of that in here where where people are given. I guess my old acting teacher, Jill Wadsworth, Carnegie Mellon, wonderful woman. She would say <laughs> is the business because there's even a point where someone's using their cell phone to take the picture of him and Sam. And he's really taking a picture. You can see the phone is actually on. I'm like, good, good. <laughs> It was like Robert Altman kind of like Robert Altman's movies are like filled with these ensemble casts where everyone is like crossing and you're hearing multiple people talk at once. Everyone's mic'd and there is this kind of lovely crosstalk, very real world. I mean, it's, it is very much in contrast to WandaVision. It's like very, very on purpose staginess, which is very showy and flashy. But this one is also um also extremely valid and engrossing in its own way in that way yeah i was definitely surprised we didn't see somebody like kind of walking through like stirring batter really rapidly <laughs> stacking <laughs> boxes long more style i love the sort of like freshman <laughs> acting classness of like those things because like a- some actors like can't do things like that and like or that or that's something that you like beat out of yourself like you get freshman year you get it beaten out of you where you're, you have to like all these objectives that you have to do it while you're also like stacking boxes and like people can't do it because they were like you know they it's overwhelming but like it just that 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 whole scene was so effortless um and you could see that there were so many things on her mind um but she was focused on doing what she was doing and it just i just it was a really nice and like what Justin said too is like there are certain things about watching uh, when, he, when he's talking about um, Sam and uh, Rhodey having a scene yeah. together. Like there was something about seeing this family unit, uh, a black family unit together in this circumstance uh, that just felt really nice and it felt unique to something that we had not seen really that much in the yeah. Marvel Universe, if, it, if at all. Also, I think this scene establishes that we have yet another Louisiana-based person here because we had that with Monica and Maria. They were in Louisiana. Uh, we oh, have Cloak yeah. and Dagger down there. Uh, and now we have them. And uh, he originally was from uh, Harlem in the comic book, so they changed it to here. Okay. Oh, okay. I lo- Justin, I love that you have brought up Cloak and Dagger for like the last two episodes. Hey, it's, a, it's, it, it's a related to both the shows, but people just seem to miss it. I don't know. <laughs> I, oh. I I probably will go back and watch it. You might have convinced me that I should watch it. <laughs> I love that the Marvel Universe Nexus is Russia, New Jersey, and Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm in the right state for one. <laughs> People are only ever there at one. Like, you're only from those three places. <laughs> That's, That's really amazing. accurate. Uh, so we, we learned that... Uh, his sister wants to sell their family boat. We, we get a lot of, I mean, what you, you guys all already said, it's like, they're doing a lot. They're doing, they're also doing like info dumps, but in a dynamic way, it doesn't feel like an info dump, Mm -hmm. but we're getting a whole lot of info here that we had none of it with Sam prior to this. We only knew of Sam as like, 
a former military dude that like ran that support group. Um, and you know, he had those wings, but I like that we get all this information and it doesn't feel exhausting exposition. It just, you know, they're arguing. He doesn't want to sell the boat. She wants to sell the boat. Um, he goes into the boat, looks at, you know, some stuff. Um, then we cut to, uh, Bucky picking up his date, which, um, what was that man's name again? Mr. Yori. Yori. Okay. Um, he kind of asked the girl out for Sam. Um, and I kind of assumed, which I guess isn't true. I was like, oh, people know who he is. She knows who he is because he's like part of the Avengers, but like not really, right? No. I mean, like in the context of that universe, he wouldn't be a, yeah. like Falcon would definitely be more famous than he is. Doesn't he, he wear like a face covering normally? So ever since he got good, he, he, but then he had like that kind of crazy long hair and the metal arm, but it sort of like covered it up. You couldn't really see Plus his face. Plus he might have like, Ian's not... like face blindness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but these, but these, it's not like these people are doing like interviews. Like I feel like they're not a part of like, you know, like a, a media machine. You know what I mean? Like they're not right. out there talking to people. So that I, maybe they're like less inclined to be recognizable because they're not like going on talk shows or doing press junkets where they're like, no, we're just like, I don't know. I, cause well, I've, I've thought about that too, because there's <clears> a <throat> thing of like how famous are the Avengers? Like we know people know they exist. People know them by name. They know members, but like, as far as, uh, yeah, as for the rest of it, like I, the awareness of the specificity of these characters and their lives, I don't know that it's there. Yeah, well, actually, frankly, he's probably he's not known as an Avenger. If anything, he's known as like a oh, very right. wanted yeah. terrorist up until because it was if you track it, I mean, it was like evil in his introductory movie. Then he was just on the run, uh, and then even more on the got everybody else in trouble in Civil War. Then was on the run again. Then hid out in Wakanda then vanished in Wakanda, then came back. Like, so I mean, he really is not there. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where I did the math in my brain. I was like, wait, connecting the pieces. He was never like a face, uh, like the like face of the Avengers. He was never like fully an Avenger. He just was like hiding out in Wakanda and then was came back for infinity war. But like people wouldn't have. Eh. Um, I mean, it's that whole thing with like secret identities, right? Like the whole superhero, like which ones do, which ones don't. What does right. that say about like the world that they live in? Which is, and I will bring it back to the X Men, but like, <laughs> but like it's that whole idea of just like celebrity and fame and superheroism. And I guess that we do we, yeah, they haven't really. I don't know. I guess like Tony Stark was like, was he? Like maybe I mean, he to- was like the biggest celebrity, and maybe Tony yeah. And I feel like he like yeah. he like foot the bill as far as like celebrity goes. Like he was like the like the guy that was out there. Like he was like the sort of um, shield for everyone else. Like he could be out there running his mouth, but everyone else was like, eh, let Tony do all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like Captain America was maybe like the other famous one, but by default. So like, like so something this kind of show like talking about this is sort of reminding me of and to keep bringing it back to WandaVision unfortunately is um Bucky is is sort of kind of dealing with something in the same vein trauma wise as she is because um like Bucky has lost the person who believed the most in his goodness right and everyone else just sort of was like either eh, you're a dude or 
I'm defining you by every little horrible thing you've done that you remember that you were already beating yourself up for. Um, and I kept thinking of that scene in one division where, um, they're in the, they're in the kind of civil war era and, uh, and, 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 and Agatha is telling her that, um, you lost all this stuff and you did all this stuff and you lost all these things. And what happened when he wasn't there to pull you back from the brink? And I think we are seeing that in a, in a much more mellower way with Bucky right now is that, yeah, he's going through all of these things and he doesn't have Steve to kind of remind him. Like, I'm wondering if there will be a crisis moment with Bucky where he wonders if this is, if he is worth being making amends to these, to these folks or not. So I, we get, I found his date very charming. I like was bummed when he ended it early. Cause I was like, Oh cool. I'll kind of like if this is like someone he sees throughout the show um, but we get the like, because the scene of Bucky, Bucky learning about the, the old man's son's death was very weird because I remember thinking, but if they're friends, would wait. he already know this? Um, well, but, but that made me wait, think wait, wait. maybe he does know and that is why he is like, he's been part of his process has been like getting, I don't know, like, I don't know that it's exactly like kismet that this that they're friends he's on the list he, he yeah. killed yeah, his yeah. son yeah right he so knew. like he like, just was being he's been he like i'm gonna try to do this as you know in a slow way or i don't know whatever whatever way he can make it happen he, he knew seems... he was just being like he was caught off guard by seeing the son's picture like he was right like to be confronted with oh yeah that yep that was him yeah yeah also Justin. there's a point in this scene that relates to something else that we talked about earlier where uh Bucky's talking about himself and his date says, you know, how old are you first? And she he says 106. So she doesn't believe yeah. that. And then she points out when he's talking about dating that he sounds like her dad, which is that issue that he yeah. has that Steve has where a little bit out of time. Which I do like, and especially. I don't know, uh, Sebastian Stan, Chris Evans acting sometimes, and I you, you all know I love him. So I his Captain America acting you know, like the scene where he's like, language, um, it felt sometimes corny, but on purpose corny to date it. And Sebastian Stan's acting up to this point had been mostly like straight up just angst or murderer. Um, so it, it's kind of cool. I, I do like getting that for him because it makes sense. Like you said, Justin, that he would be a little out of time um, and but that he would be a little old fashioned. He Counterpoint, is, Alex? He is on the apps and he calls it the apps. <laughs> And here's okay. So some people like to think about Mephisto and finding him in the wallpaper. I'm trying to figure out what apps Bucky is on because Bucky says tiger photos, and when I think of tiger photos, I only think dudes with tiger photos. I don't think tiger photos are a woman thing. And so I'm like, maybe he's on the run. I'm so inexperienced that I was like, what the fuck is a tiger photo? I literally have that in my notes. Wait. Also, is he a virgin? I mean, I'm not like virgin shaming. I just, I'm also just like, because, like, he just, like, timeline wise, he was the Winter Soldier, and like, he that kept him very busy, um, and then he got deprogrammed, and then he got blipped. Like, has he had any time to do? No, the, did, I assume he like, had some in the army, right? Yeah, that's. I assume that he. Steve is a was a virgin, but I don't right. assume that Bucky is because I feel like 
Okay. When we meet them in Captain America, that first movie, Bucky is the more like charming one, like bringing dates and whatever. Right, right. Um, right. Two girls, yeah. Yeah. yeah, So I I like assume that he's like he's good, but it has been you know maybe eighty years. He does have a vibe that he's been around the block, but I just was like, uh, he's got that new good choking arm. He's ready to go. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so we. She mentions the son's death again, the waitress, and he just leaves. And I was like, damn it, Bucky. I like this because I thought their playing Battleship was very charming and like just drinking. I was like, oh, this is like a cutesy date with like a, I don't know, I got a thing to do. I liked that. Um, And then when we get him running to the Mr. Yuri's house and he opens a door, we immediately see the picture of the son. And I will admit, I got like a little emotional. I was like, oh, shit. Like I gasped. Um. Because I didn't, I, I don't know, I mean, I should have, but like, I didn't make a connection there at all. Um, even when Mysterio was talking about his dead son, I didn't like connect it at all. I just felt like, oh, this will be something Bucky will avenge maybe. Um, and that's what I was thinking when he left the date. I was like, oh, is he going to go like murder whoever killed this guy's son? But like, no, it was him. I mean, and what, again, he, gives, he gives him money. Enigmatic top behavior showing up at someone's <laughs> door expecting them to be <laughs> in the middle of the night after one day that you weren't even on the person that you went on a date with a different person show up at someone else's door expect them to be like hey what's up how's it going and then (laughs) being mad that they're surprised to see you (laughs) Alex (laughs) so we cut back to Sam and his sister they're packing food and they're telling the kids that they're going to be going they're talking about their meeting um they, Those kids are so they, bored they, by their arguing. They are just ready. <laughs> They're just trying to get so, them out of the house so they can play video games. They were like, they were like our switch is waiting. Will you please wrap it up with the boat stuff? Yeah. <laughs> wrap it up. That switch is in my room. Charged and ready. Um, so then we then we get the Torres scene, which I didn't... I was like, wait, isn't he good? Like, I didn't realize he was... Because I didn't realize he was the army dude. I thought he was like, strictly tech guy. Um, I didn't quite understand what we were watching it was like a robbery of sorts right i don't yeah. know what like where i missed like where the masks came from see and, there's like a, how we picked it up there's a guy that so i was i had to think about this as well so a guy like robbed a i think their their gig is people commit crimes and before the crimes are committed they pass out this guy passes out all these masks to all these people that want to be involved so that when the person who committed the crime comes out from the committing the crime, then it's hard to find them. God. Right. That, like, okay, that's yeah. what I got. Like, so the guy jumps out who also, this person has superpowers, which is yeah. something that needs to be addressed. So he comes out with these big things of money or whatever. Everyone's got, uh, you know, scatters, but everyone's got these masks on. Um, and that, that is their, that is how they get their members or whatever. Uh, that's the, the thrill or whatever the sort of, situation is yeah it fit like it like i that ba- i feel like that is basically what i assumed but it all kind of felt very like mission impossible later mission impossible movie with like a plot yeah. that i'm only like half grasping um <laughs> where it's like ah, oh, that's fine I, they're doing action right, things. Right, right, yeah, sure. exactly yeah <laughs> um but so then we we cut to them at the at the bank talking to the lone guy um and i thought this scene was really good 
of Sam and his sister. Mm-hmm. I like that Sam is trying very hard because he told his sister they will definitely get it because he's an Avenger. And I felt like we all knew going into it, they weren't going to get it, right? Like This was heartbreak. Like, this was, I was so yeah. filled with anxiety from the minute because he was so confident. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, this is going to be horrible. And, like, the sister knew they weren't going to, like, she was not fooled. She was, there was no moment. She, you know, was very much like, I, I felt like she knew they weren't going to get it. Sam was trying to lay on the charm. He's like, hey, I'm an Avenger. Teehee. And the, the lone guy is, like, charmed by him being an Avenger. But, and I got so mad when he's like, well, you didn't have any income for five years. Like, no fucking shit. He was blipped away, you dickhead. But that but felt very. That realistic. Yeah. That felt very our current world. Like, it just, like, that felt like a, like a stupid news story that would come out that would make us all go, what do you mean? And, um, but it would just be the way. No, our new story would be like Falcon starts a GoFundMe for his sister. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to pay for her bills. No, it, this this would be this, like again, this, like this would be like the Kylie Jenner. Like it would be like if Tony was Kylie Jenner. Like if Tony was alive, we'd just be like, "Hey, I need like a GoFundMe." People would be like, "Aren't you a trillionaire? <laughs> Shouldn't you?" Just That's, buy the you're boat? right. The internet would be like, like, "He's an Avenger. He does not need this, even though he does." Um, it's very what people think of authors because everybody thinks authors are rich and they're like, mm-hmm. like anytime we encounter like a financial hardship, they're just like, well, I mean, you and J.K. Rowling are rich, so why don't you just like go back to your... <laughs> I, I, yeah, I've had coworker, I've had people be like, why do you have your job if you have your podcast? And I'm like, what, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, I mean, you were in Entertainment Weekly, so why don't you just retire on so, that money? Yeah. That means I'm very rich. <laughs> it's, it, it, it was horrifying watching this beloved Avenger who has saved us so many times be told uh, and, and really explain um, that he was told to basically do this for the exposure. Right. It really was that, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, well, there's an amount of goodwill. And I was like, you were twirling in and out of exploding helicopters. For no- <laughs> oh, the funniest thing right. is like trying to figure out now, going back and being like, which ones got paid and which ones didn't. And then oh, like, God. like, Peter Parker in Far From Home got like billion dollar glasses <laughs> just because Tony right. was nice. Right. And then like, Sam can't even afford Sam is waiting for his like stimmy and he's like, he's, like <laughs> and you're like, was there a union? Was there so what was this paid oh on God. seniority? I think that there should <laughs> there should be like there should be the superhero union angle. Oh God! <laughs> Where's the healthcare? There's a lot exactly. of concussions that are happening. There's a lot of CTE. I don't know. I I mean, what does the healthcare look like for our Avengers? Yeah, I don't know if I've seen. Like, have we dealt with like financial insecurity in any of these movies before? I mean, there was that no. that scene in Endgame where they were going over Cobra benefits, but other than that, I don't think um, <laughs> there was anything. There was that. It was. Like, the raccoon was covered. Yeah, like yeah. rocket and the raccoon it was, was like covered. a tree. copay. <laughs> He's my favorite, so I love him so much. And those you give that raccoon some benefits. Jesus yeah. Christ, you people! <laughs> this is the worst in the galaxy. <laughs> Listen, I would love that scene. Has in everybody here done the Guardians of the Galaxy California Adventure ride? 
that replaced Tower of Terror. Because, no. oh my God, Rocket no. Raccoon. No, no, no. Okay, so they rethemed, uh, so they're so they're doing a Marvel retheme of uh, Disney, Disneyland's California Adventure real quick. And and they, and they a few years ago, and it's very popular, and it's very good. They, so they rethemed the Tower of Terror to Guardians of the Galaxy where, and they got everybody, they got like all the actors to do oh, a really? sort of thing where like you have been trapped by the collector and the Guardians are getting you out. Um and Rocket is like throughout, and they have like Bradley Cooper doing these, yeah, and and he's like in these rooms, and he Rocket's sort of like taking you through everything. And one of the lines that like we can't stop being obsessed with is like, um, like you have to like use your hand to scan like to entry. He like he needs you theme park audience to to help him um, because like he needs a hand scanner, and he's like my hands aren't big enough for this hand scan. Like, so he's just, it's the stupidest thing they, that they spent a billion dollars on, but it, it's very delightful. And everybody, when they open up, should go visit. I, you know, I, is this a pyramid love- scheme? It is. It is. Um, yeah. Just, I mean, listen, with the money I'm making from it, I could retire tomorrow. So I just need three of you Likewise. to get on board. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so I, I also liked the the lone dude's line of "Didn't Stark pay you while he was around?" My condolences, by the way. I thought that was a really good line reading of like I'm being shitty, but then I'm going to try to like say, "Oh, I, I feel bad that he's dead." Um, and this was a moment when I actually didn't mind going back to Tony Stark because I'm a little tired of everything going back to Stark, but I liked this being like, "No, that rich asshole didn't pay all the Avengers." Like I thought that was like learning that. I, I mean, we knew Tony was like kind of a dick. Um, Sam is not so grieving thought, Tony, right? Like, yeah, Sam is. <laughs> Sam is. Yeah, Sam's Sam like I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then when they're storming out of that bank, I, I thought the tension there because, um, I mean, what did you say the actor's name who plays the sister is? Brandon Adapero Oduye. She is so good. And the, the, she's playing it pissed the entire yeah. time because she knew what the outcome would be. Sam insisted it wouldn't be that outcome. Then they got that outcome that she knew would happen. So she's like, I'm not like she says to him, I'm not doing this again. We're not doing this. I already came to terms of selling the boat. Like, just shut up. Um, it's almost like she's not I, pissed. Like, she's just impatient for him to get right. to the part where they don't help. Yes. Yes. Like, yes. I, I have to say it was nice to see her not be angry because I was like, please don't make her angry. Like, please don't like. And, and it was nice to see the, the tension and the conflict not rise to that place. And it just that's what made it like there was a, a truth and a, and a um, simplicity to it that didn't have to get to. We are having conflict and tension now. Yes, because I like that the scene kind of ends on what he says, something like are you going to do me like that? And she just walks away with the box and is like, yep. Well, and like, she's, she's not yelling at him, but like, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Justin. There was a moment where, which refers back to that, the show touching on race without actually saying it, uh, where, uh, Falcons saying, you know, well, can't we get a loan from the government? And the guy's like, yeah, well, if you had gotten back from the blip at the beginning and came to us at the beginning, then yeah, but things are tight, tighter now here. So mm-hmm. we don't just give them out. And she says, things always tighten around us. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, mm. there she yeah. goes. Do you do you think that Sam was just thinking that like, because she knew, like she knew what it was, right? I don't think she was like, Sam, I, I can't decide if he was being naive or just thought like maybe his Avengers pull 
would, because I can understand thinking your Avengers-ness would have some pull in a situation like this. I couldn't tell if he was just naive or like he was like, no, like I know that this happens, but I am related. I am like associated with Captain America. So they'll probably be. Yeah, you know, was, I couldn't. Yeah, that was his whole plan. He, he even said, you know, people just sort of do things for us, you know, and the guy's like, eh, take a picture with me, but I can't help you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so he then he finds out about Torres. They have that work. Torres is mostly fine, even though, like you said, Adam, they did like more combat finish him. Just, I truly yeah. thought that character was dead. I was like, <laughs> I was like, like not only do they sl- break his spine, but then he smashes his fucking face. We're back to zero Latinx characters. Like, it, but I, he was just <laughs> like, oh, God, he's fine. <laughs> just a little shook. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Oh, you know, no big deal. My back was broken. My face was smushed in. But I'm he hit cobblestones. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, you're that cute. You bounce back. That's the thing. Like he was so shocked. He was like, "Whoa, this guy's got superpowers." I was like, "Honey, you do. You've got something going on." The cobblestone was like, "We got to be soft. This guy's really pretty." turn into a pillow yeah adam i love we're back down to zero latinx characters like <laughs> i mean unless they're doing another ant-man or yeah i was i was gonna say yeah there's definitely there's definitely a need yeah and then sam's sister runs into the room like crying and ooh, i got like really teared up at this moment even though we knew we knew this was happening like we knew this was coming all the promo photos of this guy for him right. in the u.s agent outfit that well captain america um but i felt like so mad for sam in this scene and his i thought his acting was really good because he doesn't really say anything you just see the tears like welling in his eyes because he's so like Betrayed. i would imagine pissed and upset and yeah it's like so many different emotions all at once um, and yeah, I mean, this dude becomes U.S. agent who I think when I started reading comics, U.S. he was already U.S. agent. He wasn't Captain America, but I knew he had been Captain America. And I always relate him to like the Punisher is how I always relate him. He's like, if Captain America were like hyper violent, right, Alex, is that a, Brandon, Alex, Justin, is that like a good description of him? I did not. I did not do my homework for this for U.S. agent. U.S. So. agent. Yeah, I remember him from Avengers West Coast because that yeah, was his main yeah. thing, and he was a little bit uh like you said, a little more aggressive than Captain America. But I, I you know, he still had basically no personality to me. <laughs> that was a Scarlet Witch's <laughs> book in my head. I just, I just sort of associate with him just as being like aggressive Captain Captain America, not necessarily murderous, but didn't was U- U.S. agent wasn't involved in the Dark Avengers, was he? I don't think so now. Okay. Cause that, to be honest, I wonder, I, I wonder if the MC will go in that direction of sort of like placing of these, these people whose intent is ill into these familiar roles. And like, when I knew that they were putting us agent in like a captain, turning him into captain America or whatever, I was like, I wonder if this is like sort of the assembly of the dark Avengers in some way, but. Oh wait! Can ex- ex- I, I like that? Explain the Dark Avengers for uh, for normies who might be. Oh yes. So, <laughs> so the Dark Avengers were um, this team that was put together by Norman Osborn, who uh, is the Green Goblin 
uh, now I'm like, oh, he's the Green Goblin. He's Spider-Man's <laughs> main foe in the comic books. Um, Spider-Man is Peter Parker. Spider-Man, uh, you may also know as Peter Parker. Um, this was like the storyline. Spider-Man? Spider-Man, even though he's a child. Um, Dark Rain was the kind of overall, um, there wasn't like a, I don't believe there was a Dark Rain miniseries, but it was basically like this sort of emergence of these, uh, of villainy. Um, and so Norman Osborn had originally this team, uh, he took over the Thunderbolts, which was a team of villains that turned I shouldn't even get into Thunderbolts right now. This is too much. Anyway, well, I feel like the, R- the Dark <laughs> Avengers were villains who inhabited the roles of heroes. So it was like they had, uh, so uh, Norman Osborn became the Iron Patriot. So he had an Iron Man armor. There was Bullseye who was portraying Hawkeye. Um, this villain Moonstone was portraying Ms. Marvel, who we know, uh, Carol Danvers. Um, Venom was... Oh no! It was Venom, Venom portraying Venom. Spider-Man. Yeah, he was in like he made his costume without the Venom yes. fangs. It was like no mouth. Yeah. Yes, and then Wolverine's son Dakin was Wolverine. So it was basically all these people being like, and it was and it was Norman Osborn's thing of being like, "Hey, look, it's the Avengers," and people were like, "Yay! They look just like." the Avengers, I guess, but nobody really questioned it. And so he could do all these dirty things with them because they were all bad. And I think he might've also had like shit on them. So he, so they couldn't go, they couldn't betray him. Um, but I, when Captain, uh, you know, this U S agent Captain America thing emerged in the MCU, I was like, I wonder if they will start this process of, and, and, and I, and I think they might sort of playing with identity and inhabiting inhabiting these roles. Um, we'll see. Anyway, that's yeah, my like long-winded the, explanation of Dark Avengers. No, but like in the comics, I think like one of the uh, things that's similar is that it happened after like an Endgame type of thing. Like there was yeah. a lot of chaos, and he came. Yeah, it was up, after Secret Invasion, right? Yeah. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. he came in and was like, here installed basically the new superheroes that you can't trust, and was like. And I think there's a lot of like, I, I, I thought that was an interesting point that you made because it just of all the parallels between the two things of just being like, oh, it's like no one knows how the world works anymore because everything is just everything we knew is kind of changed and it's a completely different like start. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I hadn't even thought about that of like just in, like and, and when you look back at like, I know how much you guys don't like Spider-Man Far From Home. That's kind of like what Mysterio did was when he installed himself as just like, these are the heroes you need to trust and it's me. And it's like, that would be an interesting route to go in if they wanted to do that. I love that they're going in this direction because I think like, especially right now we're we're talking about like the way America really like thinks about itself and thinks about and like invests in symbols in a very shallow way. Like the way everybody has sort of like, really been about Captain America without realizing that Captain America, that, without realizing that Steve, um, what made him great was that he was continually, I mean, every movie he's going against whatever the company line is. And I think now that they're like that, it's what they've always wanted is a Captain America who will tow the company line, who will sign the Sokovia Accords, who will go in there and not question um, the inside program, uh, thing after thing after thing. And I think 
Sam is that person. Um, and so hopefully we are now setting or up. A US agent, you mean, right? No, no, no. no. But I, th- I think Sam should be that person. Sam is the person who will get in there and think more. Oh, to be, yeah. And be I think like he's Captain the one America. who should be Captain America because I think there are these, he had the thing Steve has, which is, which is um, to think way more critically about who he's around, you know, who to trust, what he's, you know, that sort of thing. He was like the one person who did not need to be super convinced to join Steve um, during the Civil War. Okay. Yeah, and so I did Google while you guys were talking. A U.S. agent was on... Apparently, I didn't realize there was more than one version of Dark Avengers, and U.S. agent was the leader of one of them. Okay. Um, a version that I didn't know existed um, that had like more C-list uh, villains as the heroes. Um, so we're here at the end. Uh, favorite scene, Justin? Uh, it would be uh, Rhodey and... What's his face? <laughs> Falcon walking through <laughs> the Smithsonian to get together. That was just the way it was lit. The the whole the blurry outside from the uh, anamorphic lens. It was just it was perfect. Also, there was a picture of Bucky there too, which they flashed on for a while. Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brandon. I will say that I liked I liked the scene with Sam and Sarah. I, I mean, I I love the action stuff. I love the big stuff, but like, I really do like act scenes where like people are just acting and doing their thing. And I thought that it was like so nice and comfortable. Um, yeah, I really liked it. I like the I like the scene on the dock. <laughs> Alex, uh, I also like the Sam and Rhodey scene. Just like the whole like beginning part of it, like when sam's speaking and it's like a close-up of roadie and like how he's reacting i think i thought i love that scene also the therapist therapist is like the (laughs) Mm -hmm. other favorite scene because uh we need more i i'm a big advocate of superheroes getting therapy and i wish tony stark paid for it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, tony stark was just like here here's some calm app subscription guys 15 (laughs) percent off to use the code tony here are some lasers. He would have invested in it. His way of dealing with his own PTSD was to like literally just invent more Iron Men. Like, he so had he, he was not. The craziest part is Tony has the, ther- the 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 technology for therapy for all of them. Remember when he was like in a uh, in Civil War when he is like when he can recreate like yes. him and his dad. Right. And it's mm-hmm. just like he has all this like amazing yeah. tech to help people with mental problems, right. and he's like, "Okay, well, you guys aren't going to get any of it." <laughs> Which Mysterio <laughs> then used for evil. So there we go. He knew. And, and I'm going to give my I'm going to give my entire satellite system to a boy in high school, a child. <laughs> that, that, that just the sort of thing a meme lord would do. Um, <laughs> my god yeah Adam your favorite my scene. <laughs> favorite scene was the therapist I I think it was you know I mean in general I liked the rest of the I, I liked the rest of the show and I think I texted you and you were like hey how'd you like it I was like I was like oh it feels like I like it but it feels like that CBS military show that my grandpa had on in the background when I came to visit like it, everything was very even if it was like very good it was just very like hey we're gonna talk about you know, you know how hard it is to be. You know, it, it was very jag. Um, but I think in this one <laughs> scene uh, with the therapist, you got to see a lot of, um, you know, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just, you know, just a gay guy and his therapist. I just really like just something that reminds me. Of me. Uh, my 
my favorite scene was also the therapy scene. Uh, favorite. Uh, I, do we have favorite looks for this? I don't even know that. Uh, Alex, what was your favorite look? Obviously, <laughs> Bucky sleeping shirtless on his floor. <laughs> yes, stole mine with the metal arm. Fair. It was a look. Yeah. Uh, Brandon. Uh, let's say. I mean, you know what? I mean, maybe Batrock. I love a swarthy European bad boy in a purple jacket and yellow shirt and gold chain. All right. <laughs> Justin? I, no, I didn't know there were looks in this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll go with the, the backtrack. We'll go there. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> um, I guess, is, is Torres's face a look? I guess that's a, <laughs> sure. Sure. We, I don't know. Everyone's just wearing a boy jacket. I don't know. <laughs> I I will say I liked Bucky. I felt like his look was sleeker for this Bucky's look, and I liked that. Um, I actually think the haircut works on him. Um, I think he looks good with the long hair, but I think he looks even better with the shorter hair and the scruff. Really doing it for me. Uh, what we want? Whoop, I just slapped my microphone. What we want to see moving forward, Justin. Uh, more Bucky lightening up and interacting with Falcon. I want that. All right. Uh, Alex? I want to see boys kissing. There's so many hot, <laughs> good-looking dudes on the show. I want to see two boys kiss. <laughs> well, uh, Brandon? Well, obviously Mephisto. Um, <laughs> no, I... I I like quiet moments. I mean, I love my action beats, but, um... Give me that. I want to dig into all that, uh, all the real stuff. Adam? Uh, echoing everybody else, but I would really like to see, especially since we know that therapist has military training, I'd really like to see one of these appointments get like interrupted with like a firefight and like she just like immediately whips out and just starts joining. Ooh, I would like I that would too. Well. Now, that's, little... now that's what I want to see. <laughs> like she gets it, like she's just like, well, I'm just this motherly care i'll just don't you know you can't get anything by me hold on <laughs> like she just starts <laughs> but that's a good you know what that's like a very interesting possibility because you never like when i feel like yeah i mean like yeah, people like I, I mean, putting some people putting people around bucky who are also sort of like minders you know what i mean well, because that's the thing is like, I think Bucky is so dangerous and they know he's so dangerous. I feel like they wouldn't be, I feel like they'd be like, hey, why don't you go alone into this room? Like anybody who is left alone in a room with him in an official capacity has to be able to overpower him potentially. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I now I want to change my answer to your answer, Adam. But so what my, my answer was uh, for the faster superhero action to be a little bit faster because um, I felt like we just need a little bit more plot but I think we, I think that's totally what we will get. I think it needs more um, emotional stakes because right now it's just a little like, mm-hmm. there's a guy, he got taken, got to get that guy. Like, it's not the, like, it doesn't feel desperate enough. Right. I, th- I mean, I think the introduction of this new Captain America will be the forward movement for the show. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. So I like, think that we will be fa- Like, as much as I joke around about Bucky and Cap being boyfriends who like to kiss, I mean, when he finds out that someone else is wearing the cap outfit, he's going to be as pissed as Sam that yeah. th- that's mm-hmm. his friend, and you're doing that to a uni- to 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 his uniform and everything that Steve Rogers stood for. And I kind of can't wait for that. 
because he'll probably be shirtless again and having a nightmare. <laughs> Wearing my boyfriend's shirt. Hang <laughs> it off. They're, they're going to need comforting. And why not comfort each other? I mean, with their so, bodies. Grade, Brandon. Uh, me. I mean, I don't know how to, I mean, like a B, it was like, I enjoyed it. It wasn't incredible. It didn't blow me away. I liked some of the moments. So I will say a B. Okay. Uh, Justin? I'm going to give it a B too. I also thought it was interesting that I didn't feel like this episode was too short or too long. It was perfect. So I guess that means I didn't want more necessarily. So B. Fair. Uh, Alex? I, yes, a B. A B is good. I think it was like, I think it's fine. I mean, I don't, I, Adam? I don't know. I keep having in my head all the like C's you gave those later episodes of WandaVision Ian, and I feel like we're just like giving it just like superior I, I grade. Gave... Um, Wait, you gave something a C? I feel like he gave the finale I, a C plus. The later <laughs> episodes you gave a C? <laughs> the last two episodes weren't my favorite. Yeah, they weren't okay. mine either. We talked about that, yeah. Yeah. Well, they are my favorite, but here we are giving this episode that's... I feel like you're grading on a to curve. Do. Um, yeah, okay, so anyway. I haven't graded yet! <laughs> anyway, now that I've set you up, Ian, I'm giving it a B. <laughs> I give it a C plus slash B minus. It's on the cusp of there. It could go either way, but I'm still... I thought you all would convince me either way, but I have not been. I'm still like sitting oh, there. Oh, you want to like, put it on us. Okay. Yes, yeah, okay. so I put the blame on all convince of you. Me. <laughs> Uh, thank you all for joining us. Thank you all for listening. If you like SlayerFest 98, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and other corners of the internet where you find podcasts. You can find us on social media at SlayerFestX98. You can find us on Patreon where you can support us, which helps keep the podcast going, gives you access to monthly mini episodes of this podcast and a monthly mini episode of our sister podcast my bloody judy um and if you want to follow me on social i am at enx carlos justin where can everyone find you i am at justin centric or justinpossible.com and brandon i am at brandon t snyder on social media platforms alex um i'm at alex underscore a b a d s on twitter but twitter is a hellscape i'm completely maintain this and you should not go on it if you don't have to do <laughs> uh adam uh you can find me on twitter in the hellscape at the adam sass and you can buy my book uh surrender your sons wherever you buy your books all right and we'll see you all next time bye bye bye, bye. bye. <gasps>